on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF This is where um, I get questions and then I answer them uh, in my way is the AF way. Uh, before we get started, there's a fee for the show if you're new. The fee is not monetary. I'm not going to sell you shit. I'm not going to run ads. Um, I'm here to help you. I'm here to entertain you and make you think about some shit and, and teach you how to make some fucking money. All right? Uh, so if I can do those things and I do them effectively, please share the show because I don't run ads for the show. And we've been able to be one of the top podcasts on the planet I just word of mouth, which I think is the right way to do shit, right? Like if I do good, you help me out. Uh, if I don't do good, don't feel obligated to help me out. Totally cool. Uh, with that being said, pay the fee, all right? Now, the way this show works is real simple. DJ, what's up? Hey. How, what the fuck was that? <laughs> D DJ is going to get his shit together, and then he's going to ask me three questions, uh, and I'm going to give some answers, you know, based upon my experiences in this life, which have been extensive. So let's get started. I'm glad you just say a long time because it made you sound old. Yeah. Well, good job. Hey, <laughs> I got about as much experience as you can have for a person my age. Yeah. In business. Well, there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there. Yeah. Hey, guys, as always, you got three questions. You can email your questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Send those in. We appreciate you. Yeah. Keep sending them in. Let's keep getting good questions. And uh, without Where further is it? ado, what is the email? Ask Andy. Ask Andy. At andyfrasella.com. There you go. Or, um, never mind, I won't give you the other one. Yeah, don't. <laughs> all right, without that, with all that being said, let's get into this, man. Number one, Andy, it's no secret that you like cars. You're a car guy. And I had no idea what the fuck car guy even meant. Like, I'm thinking, okay, fucking Mitsubishi's and shit, right? Mm -hmm. You're a car guy. Mm -hmm. What made you get into cars? And with all the vehicles you have right now, what would you say your favorite one is? Uh, you know, dude, when I was a kid, I had Hot Wheels and Micro Machines, all right? And that was like the main thing I played with as a kid. We had like the orange race tracks and, uh, you know, a lot Snapped of- Snapped together, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones you got your ass beat with, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they're- they, It was fun and torture. Once, see, you could kind of track the, the, the downfall of society uh, to the direct point of when orange racetracks uh, were taken like somewhere else. Yeah, they got removed. Because when they were popular, parents used them to whoop ass. And the whole problem with society is that we need to bring back the orange racetracks. No shit. Every household should fucking have a set of this shit, okay? Because yeah. I got my ass whipped with them. And anybody that knows <laughs> about an ass whipping with a fucking orange racetrack, you, you know what not to do again. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And, and the whole problem in this country, I'm being serious, is that people don't fucking discipline their kids. 100%. To start with, all right? 100%. So get yourself some racetracks and fuck get to work. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus. You guys are going to freak the fuck out. I'm going to have buying a one a day. Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. But not really. <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, I always loved cars because that's what I played with. Um, when I was like, I don't know, when I was probably seven or eight years old, um, I saw a white Lamborghini at a gas station. It was with my dad, and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing I ever saw in my life. Uh, it was a it was a Countach, 
you know, this was in the eighties. Yeah. And um it's fucking white. And I remember like thinking, like, dude, I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh and just the whole thing of it like got my attention and and, and you know, I got me excited. I thought it was cool. Yeah. And I just never grew out of that. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, and really, honestly, that whole experience is really what inspired me to even become an entrepreneur anyway. This is why I get so upset with like people when they say, you know, don't worry about the material shit. Material shit can be extremely powerful because, you know, the first 10 years I was in business, um, I was in business so I could own some fucking cool ass cars and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I endured a whole lot of stuff that. I wouldn't have endured just because of my passion for, for, for cars. Mm. Right. And now we have thousands of people that have careers because of that. Yeah. So like, don't ever shit on people's material dreams because I'm one of those people that persevered for that, mm. you know? And then obviously once I achieve that goal, uh, you know, you, you find new purposes, right? And like my motivations have definitely changed. Like I'm not working I'm not doing this shit so I can get more cars. Like I right. fucking got every car I can fucking that I want. And if I don't, if I don't have it, it's on the way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> uh, so that's, you know, as I got older, I started to value things differently. And, but that pulled me through, like that pulled me through the mm. hardest fucking time in business mm. was those material goals. Yeah. And so I, that's why I get so upset when I see people shit on people's material goals. Like I think no matter what they are, like, I think it's fucking wrong, mm. you know, because a lot of good shit can come from a desire a materialistic desire. And then what happens is, uh, you know, you get to a certain point and you start to have people around you and you start to realize that like you actually make more money when you pour into those people and, uh, and do the right thing. And like, instead of looking at it, like I want to get this, you start looking at it. It's like, I want to create this and build this. And it becomes a totally different thing. Like now I get way more satisfaction. I've seen my people build careers and buy houses and build their own lives and shit. than I would for myself. Yeah. And so, you know, that all changes, but that's how I got into cars, you know, and, uh, I'm still into them. I don't post them quite as much as I used to just, uh, I'm going to get back into that as everybody knows, you know, I just built a nice garage. It's, uh, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Um, I don't really know a word to describe it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like it. No. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's other fucking awesome garages, but there's nothing like that. No. And, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to own, I didn't even, bro, I didn't even, I couldn't even tell you how many cars I've had at this point in time. Cause I've, I've cycled in and out of so many different cars, but, uh, I've had the opportunity to drive and experience just about everything out there. Um, and still my favorite car is my 1970 Chevelle. Mm. You know, I got a 1970 Chevelle SS. Um, it's a 454 SS, uh, legit LS six coupe, uh, black with white stripes. Um, original LS6 that we actually tore apart completely and put an Art Morrison frame underneath it and, and uh, you know, new modern suspension and fucking modern brakes and all the good shit, 454 LSX. Uh, it's nasty. It's Whipple supercharged. It puts out, you know, somewhere around 800 of the tires, how we have it tuned. It'll do up to 1,200. Um, and I fucking love that car, bro. Like, it's badass. Like, I don't... Like it's nasty. Could, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> like and it's eternally fucking cool to me. Yeah. Like that's what I think is cool. Like I I've got all the shit, right? Like I have all the I have all the big cars and the shit that people get wild over or whatever, but like dude, to be honest, um at my heart like 
I, I'm just a simple dude. Like I, I fucking love that car and yeah. I'd be totally happy with just that car. Mm. Um, now I do love all the other shit and I'm going to continue to experience that. But you know, if I only had that car, I'd be happy as fuck because yeah. it's badass. It's, so it's fucking that's nasty. my, that's my favorite car. Uh, I don't think that's the answer people expect when they ask me that they want me to say something like, you know, one of these, well, crazy- I don't know what my fucking favorite car is. You know what my favorite car is. The Aston. No, I actually no. The DBS. No, it's the fucking it's the A twelve, bro. Oh, it is. That A twelve like is just which one? I, the, the super fast. The coupe or the or the convertible? The coupe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I got the. It's fucking nasty. Yeah, it's cool. I do love that. Like that's gonna be my first car. Like yeah. I want that to be my first supercar, right? A twelve? No, it's the DBS. Oh yeah, DBS is fucking shit, love dude. it. Yeah, but that fucking A twelve is disgusting. A twelve is a lot more raw. Yeah, like it's a completely different experience. Well, but, and that's what that's what I was saying. Like at the beginning of this question, like I, I didn't I didn't even understand. I think I don't even know if most people understand. Like when you say you're a car guy or you're a car girl, or you're a car person. Like yeah. there is it's oh, a difference. People, yeah, no, most people don't understand. They think it's a uh, they think it's like, like all right, get it, bro. You got you like no, cars. that's right. They think it's, <laughs> it's like oh, you got a bunch of cars and you fucking yeah, you know, you think you're the shit. No, that's that's only part of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, that's that's only part of it. There's no, a lot, but it's, there's, so, it's guys, so deep. There's a whole lot more to it. Yeah, it's so deep. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot more to you it. You know, and 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 people who aren't into cars can't possibly understand that. But like, no. you know, every car has a different experience. Um, you know, some cars are, are more refined. Some cars are more raw. Some are all-wheel drive. Some are rear-wheel drive. Some have, you know, a V8. Some have a V10. Some have V6. Some yeah. have V12. Like right. some are twin turbo. Some are supercharged, some are fucking naturally aspirated. I mean, every single one of those elements creates a completely different driving experience. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if you're a real driver and you, you understand that, it makes sense to have, you know, all the best experiences. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's that's what what I see when I look at those cars is individual experiences. Yeah. You know, and yeah. other people see it as like a, a you like the, they see a car collector, and there is different kinds of car collectors. Like there's car collectors that don't drive their shit, and there is guys that just have the shit to to show their dick, right? To check the box. Yeah, yeah, right. And there's those guys, but but honestly, those guys are so few and far between because they get tired of it. The real enthusiasts, like the guys who are in it for you know when they're seventy, they're still doing the car shit. Those guys love cars, like it, it's a love thing. And like you know, people are like, why don't you like Tesla? Because like, dude, it's it's totally. There's no driving experience with a Tesla. And, and like, oh, have you ever driven one? Yeah, I've driven them all. Like, dude, like, yeah. they're fucking boring. Are they fast in a fucking straight line? Yeah, that's cool. Show your friends three times. Then what? <laughs> you got to go charge it up. <laughs> that, I'm just saying that's, you get tired of the same thing. It's like a yeah. fast golf cart. Yeah. It's just not exciting to me. And like, yes, I can appreciate the acceleration. And I can appreciate the, I can appreciate the whole idea of it and everything, but it's just still not a real car to me. It's not the way. whole, the experience is the fucking smell of the gas. The experience is That's the shit. rumble, right? Bro, like, yeah, bro, that shit. There's a lot more to the it. The sound, like yeah. the feel, like there's so much that goes into it and people just, they don't understand it so they criticize it, just like most things. Yeah. So. No, I get that. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. But I mean, dude, like, like when I get my house in Florida, like I'm going to get a house in Florida here pretty soon uh, and probably a house in Park City too. Those are two places I'm going to have homes. Uh, I want to build a, well, I can't talk about it because it's going to be super innovative. But anyhow, I got a project that I want to do uh, that's fucking huge. Um, but my plan is like when I get a house in Florida, I'm going to build another garage. Yeah. Like I'm going to build, like I enjoyed the process 
Well, I hated the I'm process. I'm saying, well, hold on, bro. Hold no, no, no. no. <laughs> the actual process. Let's fact of check it, that real quick. Yeah, I, it was. It sucked, but only because I was living at the property mm. as it was happening. Yeah, that's you know good. what I'm saying. That's like, a good it, point. It, 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 you just get tired of seeing. And it wasn't that the guys there are. They were great dudes. Everybody, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all fucking super friendly, hard worker, like great good dudes. Good guys. But bro, you just get tired of seeing people in your fucking yard. No, they're not, especially at seven in the fucking yeah, morning, bro. And like, like you guys I, know how construction guys yeah, work. Yeah, that's they all show it was. Early so leave late. It'd be di- like so if I lived in a different spot and they were working on it when I wasn't there, it would be a different thing. Um, I would have enjoyed the process more. But yeah. but anybody who's had construction done. While you're living on the property, you understand what that's like. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah. And we had a lot. We had like two years worth straight. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm going to get into some more shit building wise, uh, even though I know I told you I would never do it again. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. And there's, you know, I met some really great friends through cars. Like I have some of my best friends and best business uh, allies and, and uh, mentors to me who teach me shit. Are, are are just car guys that are bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's a great network to plug into uh, because you meet so many people that are success-minded. You know, yeah, it turns a couple people off, but the the benefits on the upside are huge. You know? So like, because like, when I got my first exotic car, I was real scared about like, what people would think of it. I had, I had a Lamborghini for 12 months before I even knew, no, before anyone even knew I had it besides my brother. Really? That's a long yeah. fucking time. Yeah, yeah. And I got caught driving it by one of my employees. Uh, like I was out and he saw it. He's like, is that? And I had to like be like, yeah. And then like, you know, it got out. But, you know, I, I was I was nervous what people would think. Uh, but the truth is, is like, I don't want anybody working for me. It doesn't want a fucking Lamborghini or a fucking Ferrari or a fucking yeah. big life. Yeah. Like if that's not like if you don't want some big shit for yourself, I don't even fucking want you on my team. Yeah. So I learned that, you know what I'm saying? So now I. I, you know, people ask, well, how do you deal with this and that? Well, if they don't have the aspirations to have that and they're going to fucking think negatively me for having that, I don't fucking want them here anyway. Yeah. So it, you know, that's how I deal with it. Yeah. And plus it gives you, dude, it, listen, the negative, the negative is one, one hundredth of the positive too, in that situation. Like, bro, everywhere I go, I have little kids run up to the cars yep. and, and, you know, parents come up and you know, ask questions and, and, you know, ask what I do. And the kids, you know, the, the, the parents will tell you the see kids. yourself there. Yeah, bro, for sure. Yeah. But like, it's cool because like the, sometimes the kids are like 10, 11 years old. They're under, starting to understand shit. And they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm saying, well, I'm going to own a business. And I said, well, what do you, what kind of business? Yeah. And I tell them and they said, man, you know, and you could see them like start to turn the wheels. Yep. And I always tell them like, look, dude, if you work hard, if you build some shit, cause that's what my dad told me back in that first experience. Like when I saw that Lamborghini, yeah. my dad's immediate response to that was, well, if you work really hard, you know, you could have that stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is the opposite of what I think most parents say. Yeah. You know what Most I'm saying? parents be like, oh, that guy's a dick. Yeah, right. That or that guy's screwing people or yeah. that, some bullshit, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's you the whole idea of how like, wealth happened. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was eight years old, bro, and I still yeah. remember that. And like, like that one interaction, I think changed the whole entire direction of my entire life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as stupid as it was, a five-minute ordeal, right? Mm. Like, so people should think about that. Yeah. You know? That's fucking awesome. So, yeah, but yeah, dude, I love cars, bro. I got some sick shit on the way, too. But don't ask, because I ain't telling. <laughs> yeah. All right, question number yeah. two. <clears throat> so, Andy, what's the most important thing that I should understand moving my business from a solopreneurship 
to actually having employees? Well, the, mo- the most important thing that you need to understand is that you won't get very far by yourself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so you, you already understand the most important thing. Right. Most important thing is you, can't, you can only go so far alone. That's just reality. And uh, <clears throat> the second most important thing that I would say, besides that obvious fact, which this person seems to have already realized, is that, you know, it's going to be one of the hardest things that you do. Like, even at 23 years in this business, my hardest part of my job is managing personalities. Mm. So you have to take it serious. Um, you have to look into, you know, read and talk and, um, you know, try to educate yourself uh, through all the different ways to educate. You know, learning from people who have done it is the best way. Yeah. Uh, but there's plenty of books on management and leading and building teams and building uh, culture and all these things out there. And you should become a student of that for the rest of your life because I didn't take that serious when I first started. Like I didn't understand what it meant to have employees. And what it really means is that you're responsible for these people's fucking future. Okay. And, and there's two kinds of entrepreneurs. There's entrepreneurs that see their employees as a way to make more money. And then there's entrepreneurs that actually see it as an, a responsibility to help build these people's careers. And that group always is far more successful than the first group. The first group, they constantly cycle through employees. Um, they, people understand that they're a cog at those organizations, that they can be replaced, this, that, and the other. We're, we're over here in the, in the situation where you're actually taking responsibility, a more active responsibility in building the careers for your people. They understand that. And so what they do is they, they come and they start to understand like, okay, I'm safe here. These, these dudes work with me. They care about me. They want to fucking see me progress. And that's when you're going to get your best out of people, yeah. right? So if you care about them, they're going to care about you. If, if you don't care about them and you just fake care about them, they're going to know that you're fake care about them and they're not going to do what they would normally do. And you're going to spend your life tra- uh, chasing your tail instead of just pouring into people. Um, and I think the other thing too to mention is like, you're you're now a personal life coach for these people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like therapist, you're fucking- sort of. Yeah. Like I don't want to listen. I'm to the point now where I'm not hearing. I'm not trying to hear your personal shit. You know what I'm saying? But in the beginning, when it's just you and fucking a few other people, it's part of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I do care about people's personal shit. But at this point in time, I've come to a place where it's not. I can't personally afford. To pour my time into, unless it's like a dire scenario, you know right. what I'm saying? You've seen right. me get involved in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the the cool thing about building a culture that gives a fuck about each other is that when people start to have problems now, other people in the company will step in and fucking help them work through. And it's a beautiful thing because it's a true community of people that give a fuck. And uh, you know, when people give a fuck, you can accomplish a whole bunch of good shit. Yeah. When people don't give a fuck, you're gonna have a hell of a time getting them to accomplish anything good. So, you know, care, yeah. like actually care about your people and take a serious, uh, take the responsibility of their future seriously. You know, you should want to create a company that provides for them in the way that they wish to be provided for. That's the obligation of being on this team as a company. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like how I see my obligation is okay. Like, um, yeah, I understand I've got to actually run the company, but I also have an obligation to build the company into the type of company that could provide those kinds of careers, you know, which we're doing, right? you know, and people say, well, what's your secret there? Well, all that shit, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I care. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and most people don't. Yeah. So I think that's, um, 
the mark, the hallmark difference between really great companies and uh, companies that win versus companies that don't. You know, that's fucking. Awesome. And if 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 companies were great, and you see their downfall and you see them fall down, it's going to be because of what I just said. They yeah. get too big to where the point they they stop caring about their people and their people stop caring about them. That's why I know that some of these bigger iconic companies are ready to get their ass beat by somebody like me. You they're, not, they're not even looking. No, they don't fucking yeah. care. They're fucking yeah. their their management, bro. There's never been a better opportunity for brands that are like my size and and you know a lot of my friends that are doing things. Like the next generation of big brands is out there. Like these big dudes ain't gonna fucking last forever. They they don't care. It's multi generational ownership. It's stockholders. It's fucking headhunters. It's people that don't give a fuck about the company, about the customer, about the company, about anything other than X's and O's. And bro, that shit gets old. People are done with that. So yeah. I'm going to use it to our advantage. As you should. Yeah. All right. Our third and final question. Okay. And this comes from an employee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, as an employee, what's the best way to tell my boss that I want to move on? There's no hard feelings, right? I just want more. I feel like in this, uh, this has to be a young person because we see yeah. this a lot with young people. Yeah. But as the employee, what advice do you have for them to have that conversation with their boss? Well, I mean, I, I think that's a normal part of business. I think any normal CEO or boss or owner, whatever the fuck you want to call them, should be comfortable having that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, most, you know, unfortunately, like I said in the previous question, most people don't value their people enough to really give a fuck about their future. Yeah. So, like, they get real pissed off when people quit. Yeah. Um, the truth is, is, like, if you've poured into someone and you've built someone, you've taught them skills and you've taught them shit, one of the most rewarding things is, is when they go out and succeed, mm. most of the time, those people will come back anyway. You know, they'll be friends of yours. They'll be advocates of your company. Um, and so I don't think it's a really good idea to try to limit people or give them a hard time when they decide they want to go somewhere. Yeah. It's a better idea to support them and, and say, okay, well, this would be good. This would be good. This is what I think. And tell them the truth. Like, you know, it is fucking hard out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I hope that everybody would be working in a company where that would be that would be okay. But unfortunately it's not, you know? Yeah. And, and so having the conversation, you know, you're probably going to expect them to get upset and just know in your heart that in your head that like, that's what they're doing and just try to keep the conversation to what they, what you just said, you know, Hey, there's no hard feelings. I, and, and then, and then as an employee, go out and live that mm. because the, like, dude, the, the worst thing that I see people doing now, and it's been a trend for the last seven, eight years um, is people that complain about their old jobs. Like if you complain oh, about yeah. your old job, like the first motherfucking thing I do that we do is we go look, like go look and see what kind of shit they said about their old job, mm-hmm. right? Because if they're going to say that shit about their old job, they're going to say that shit about your job. Yeah. One, 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 yeah. 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 So, you know, I think a lot of people really fuck themselves by, by bitching about shit that they shouldn't bitch about. Yeah. You know? So when you leave and you say, hey, no hard feelings, uh, do your best to support that company. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because then you build a reciprocal relationship that can last, and then you don't burn any bridges, and you have a situation where you could possibly come back later, maybe. You know, and you have a friend and an adversary instead of, or a, a friend and an advocate instead of an adversary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, fuck, man, that's three. Yeah, yeah, that's three. So All right, we'll pay guys. The fees. Cool. So if that brought value to you, if you liked it, if it if it made you think, if it gave you some good information, uh, share the show for us. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Yeah.
Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.